welcome back once again to the Lone Star Meeple Podcast. With me as always to my right is the Red Meeple, Alex. How's it going? To my left we have the Green Meeple, Michael. Hey guys, how y'all doing tonight? And myself, the Blue Meeple, Sean. We are the Lone Star Meeple Podcast. In today's episode, the Meeples learn their manners. Well, I'm a New Yorker. I don't really ever learn my manners. We talk about manners. We talk talk about manners. And, yeah, and it's a special late night edition, huh? Yes, yeah, yeah. My my manners involve me like consciously thinking to myself, okay, don't say a bad word, don't say a bad word. Don't. That's why these podcasts get rough for me sometimes. Like, yeah. Don't say a bad word. Don't say a bad word. The editing isn't always easy. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, sometimes we also do that to you on purpose, just because we're jerks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friends, y'all. It's, it's friends. well, it's well established. I think there's even Facebook evidence of us being jerks. You know, yeah, once like what happens at game nights that you wish didn't happen is like my friends call me mean and then both of you chime in well you are mean yeah. <laughs> that was good something was like that very well timed yes my friends call me mean because you are and then we usually randomly and casually talk about how we have had uh, some form of coitus with each other's uh, parental units yeah that happens and for, and for you other parents up there with Mean is not the word we call them. <laughs> no. No. I don't know no. what you're talking about. Yeah, grumpy butt, man. Come on. Jeez. Jeez. I love the PG rating. So, what have you guys been playing? Uh, I got some new Kickstarters in the mail. I got one called Tutton Common. It's a Reiner Knizia game. It was a little set collection game. Uh, got the deluxe version, so those big chunky wooden bits. But you start with your boat at one end of the Nile, and you're working your way up the Nile trying to collect different treasures. Uh, set collection aspects. So once all a certain treasure has been collected, whoever has the most scores the most points. And the second most scores half that many points. And you just work your way um, up the river. And in true Reiner Kinizia fashion, it's a super simple game to teach and just a little bit harder to play because you have to figure out how far you want to send your boat up the Nile because you can never go backwards. And which sets are you going to try to collect based on what everyone else is collecting? That was a fun game. I did enjoy it, and it's very pretty. It mm-hmm. is a beautiful game. The art was really nice on that one. It, it really pops with the playmat and everything. Mm-hmm. I like what you were saying when you like the, the, initially in the Kickstarter there was an option for like cardboard. Well, no, um, that that's the game that came with it, the koi fish game, and I oh, oh, and okay. I cannot even pronounce it, but it's the koi haku game and it's uh you're building a koi fish pond and it's acrylic tiles and they're dual layered so the fish is painted on the bottom of the tile and they put the acrylic and then paint like a lily pad on top of the acrylic so you get a cool dual layered effect um it's also another um tile it's a tile laying game so you're collecting tiles from the central pond and creating your own koi pond and each feature is going to score based on what's around it or in the same rows and columns as it but yeah, that one was a Kickstarter, and they had a cardboard version. I think they had very few people buy the cardboard. So like, you know what? Everyone gets the deluxe version, and that was the retail version as well. That was yeah. such a good game. I liked it a lot. That was I'm, fun. I'm like actively looking to buy it right now. I can't find it, because I think just Kickstarter shipped, I guess. No, the Kickstarter for that one shipped a little while back. The Tut and Common just shipped, but I got it as part of an add-on. Yeah, that game was impressive. I, I was actually really impressed. Even Leslie, like when I came home, I thought, like, oh, we played that uh, that Koi Fish game. And she even remembered. She goes, is that the game with the really pretty tiles? I was like, yes. 
that was that one. So yeah, so that 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 game actually was that looked really good. I was impressed. Yeah, both of them are from 25th century games. If you're looking for them. Mm. So I, no surprise to anybody, and I can already feel Alex is going to be doing a massive eye roll on this one. Has been playing the hell out of Resident Evil Village. That's an I have it for the Xbox One, and I think I dedicated a solid. I may have even canceled some meetings at work to just play this game. But at, at this point, I'm done with it now. But I, I, it was many dozens upon dozens of hours that went into beating that game on. And then going through it on the hard difficulty so I can get that achievement. And then going through it on the nightmare level difficulty so I can get that achievement too. So suffice to say, I've gone through the game three times and since I've gotten it. so You know, it would look a lot better on the Xbox Series X. Would it though? See, the software was written and designed for the Xbox One. So I don't think it's going to look... It's not really going to scale it up anymore. Newer is always better. Yep. No, not when it comes to Microsoft. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with that one. Not, nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope. I'll get it eventually. I'll get the, the Series X and the PS5 eventually. I have a, usually when a new system comes out, I don't get it for at least six months. Even if only for the reason that six months after release, there's usually a better version that comes out with a bigger hard drive or a special edition for like a particular like game. Like a the Switch had like a Zelda edition or something like that. Or that that's why I usually wait. Yeah, I'm waiting for the Switch Pro to come out, and I'm going to pick that one up. I don't know when it will be, but I'm sure it's coming. Yeah, no, they keep saying that it's coming, and then there's like they tease it, and then they don't say anything about it. It's like I, whatever, it's a Switch. I, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably do the same thing I did with my DS. I'll, I'll trade in my old Switch, and then get the new one, and then yay, we're all good now. I have the better one. But speaking of speaking of Nintendo, uh, little beknownst to me that there is a version of Jenga that has been mashed up with Mario Brothers. And I've been playing a lot of that with my daughter. I got that for my daughter around Christmas time. And uh, she she loves playing this game, but it's it's Jenga. You know, at the end of the day, it's still Jenga. But what they did was now everybody gets to pick a character from Mario. I think there's four characters to pick from. It's Mario, Luigi, Toad, and Peach. Everyone gets a card, and your cards are different. So you have variable player powers, so to speak. And then there's like a little spinner. And on your turn, you just hit the spinner, and it tells you how many blocks you need to stack. And then you have like a little, like a little figure of your character that goes into the bricks that you can move up the tower. And then it tells you how many spaces up you could move. And you just keep going through this. And then whenever you take out a brick, you flip it over. There's a symbol on the bottom. It might be a star, a mushroom, you know, whatever the symbols are. You look at your card and say, "Ooh, I got the." I got the POW. What does that do? I get to take two coins. And now it's based off of coins instead of just, ah, you knocked the tower down, you know, go fill up my beer. A little bit more involved in that now. You actually get coins, and at the end of the game, whoever has the most coins win. If you're the one that knocked down the tower, you lose 10 coins. So chances are, if you knock it down, you're still going to lose. But you still might win. It's possible. Unlikely, but possible. That sounds fun. It is fun. It's it's you know what she enjoys it. It's you know it's we that and stuff fables. We still play God, every night. She's like, can we play stuff fables? <laughs> well, have you gotten the expansion, oh brother? Not yet. No, I told I told her that there's an expansion that came out for it, and she it was this is the funniest thing. She goes like, oh, there is, and then she, I saw her pause for a second. She goes, what's an expansion? 
So, <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. So I told us, like, yes, when we finish this one, there's, it adds more. I don't know. Actually, I'm guessing it adds more story, but I honestly have no idea what this expansion adds to it. But we just finished up story three. So we're going to start story four. And the base set has uh, seven in it. So once we finish all seven of those, I'll, I'll, scoop, up, uh, I'll scoop up the expansion. Well... I've been playing. I just got the new Kickstarter, uh, Maharaja. I think I played it with you, Sean. Uh, it's a re- reprint, remake of an old game. It's real pretty, but the insert was horrible. So I just ended up throwing that away and putting all the pieces in the box. But it's kind of like an area control building game. It was, it was pretty fun. I liked it. We did. I know we played it. I'm trying to remember... Exactly. The one with the dial, so you pick two. You have a dial, and you secretly pick two actions, and you flip them over. And each each round, the Maharaja is going to visit a city, and the city he visits scores based on area control. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. And you're putting out like the little totems. Yeah, yeah you're building the shrines and the temples, and your priests can only move through cities where there's already a, a temple. I do. That was a good game. That was. There was funny. There was. I remember because there was the mechanic in there where because the Maharaja, like you know, the order of places the Maharaja is is going to visit, but there's an action you could take that actually manipulates that track. So like someone might be banking, oh yeah, he's going to go here next, or he's going to go here in three turns, and then you know two people pick that action that takes those tiles and shifts them down to the bottom, and then you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was interesting. I definitely wanted to uh, get it back to the table. Uh, we also played. All three of us played the new Vampire Rivals game. To be to to be more accurate, I kicked your butt at Masquerade. You Rivals. did kick you did kick our butt in Vampire the Masquerade Rivals. Um, if anybody played the old uh, Vampire the Eternal Struggle game, this is nothing like it. So don't get your hopes up. It's a a completely different game, which I was a little bit disappointed at first. But once we got to the end of the game and I kind of saw how this one worked, uh, I could appreciate this, what this game does too. Yeah, my biggest thing is like when you were going over the rules, it really felt like there was one thing that we should be doing. You need to go in, you need to attack the other people and kill them. And I tried doing that, and then I realized the faction I had, that's not what they were going to do to win. In order for them to win, they needed to go attack the people who were in the city, some of the neutral players. And that's where they needed to focus. And I probably would have done a lot better if I would have spent more time doing that. Right. Yeah. I think Sean figured out his clan first, fastest. And that's what gave him the victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I don't. I didn't really feel... Because you said that there's the whole, you have your rival... Is the person to your left, or, which was you know. really cool. Like I had to kill Alex. Alex had to kill Sean. Sean had to kill me, and that was one of the ways to win. I yeah. loved that idea. I just didn't feel like it had any impact on the game at all. Like I won. I I don't think I attacked either one of you once, and I and I won because like you said, like my faction didn't want to attack people. I got two points every time I did a what was it a, a title title like title there you go. Every time I, I did a title, I got two points. And if I get the 13 points, I win. So what incentive do I have to attack you for one point 
if in the event that you actually like die, I get a point. Because it took several attacks to kill someone. Yeah, or I can just try to min-max and just keep doing these title things, and I get two points every time. I'm just going to do that. Right, I feel the these are like learning decks. I feel once you get more into the deck oh, construction like of it, these weren't like... it would be a lot better. Ooh, oh, you get to build yeah. your own decks. I thought it just each came with its like each faction had its own faction deck. That's what I thought. No, yeah. no, no. These these were pre constructed like beginner decks, just to learn the learn the game. But you're su- you're supposed to be able to get all the cards, and there's actually several. Remember the purple cards that gave you points? Mm-hmm. I think they're called uh, schemes. No, the ske- uh, Yeah, no, it was schemes. You played well, a conspiracy. That was a card that you played. The things that yeah. gave you points were schemes. Agendas. No, they're called agendas. That was close. The, the agendas, okay. there's actually like a stack of them, of five or six, that you can choose from to change up your game. Interesting. So, so based on the agenda, you make a deck to maximize your points. Interesting. So this is more like an LCG, potentially, like Netrunner or like the Game of Thrones LCG. Yeah, yes. Uh, so right now, the only cards... Or that box I have, there's no randomization, in other words. Like, you get all the cards in the box. Um, you can't go and buy booster packs or anything like that. And you make your decks out of the, the card. And the, out of the cards in the box. But now they just uh, announced they're making an expansion with two new clans. So then you can buy those and you have more options. But yeah, it's that's, not, that's it's like not what like Netrunner does. Netrunner and, and Game of Thrones does that. It's you, you buy the expansion, everybody gets the same expansion, everyone gets the same cards. There's no like yeah, randomization a, to it. Yeah, it's not like a, a CCG. Pokemon, the random yeah. decks. Ugh. At least you exactly. know what you're getting. So that's so I thought that was fun, but like I said, and I mentioned uh, Vampire the Eternal Struggle in previous podcasts because it's just so good, but this is nothing like it. Same universe, right? Same universe, same world, same clans, a lot of the same symbology, but they use it in a completely different way. This is so a uh, vampire, the eternal struggle game might take an hour and a half, two hours. While this game, if everybody knows how to play, you can finish it in 45 minutes. Yeah, it didn't feel that long. It definitely longer because we're all learning and we had a lot of questions, but yeah. knowing the game, we would go a lot faster. Mm hmm. Uh, the next one I'm going to talk about is a Kickstarter I've talked about several times, and I finally got it and got to play. It's Chronicles of Jonagar, and it's a dungeon crawl uh, with a campaign to it. And so I set it up on the table, and I did the learning mission. And I was like, okay, that was fun. And I upgraded my guy like he told me to, and I did level one. And I think I did five levels before I took it off the table it, over like the course of a week. And unfortunately, once it got on the shelf, it hasn't come back off yet. But I do want to get it to the table. And there's two ways to play. You could do the campaign mode where you level up at the end of each mission. Or you can do the one-shot mode where like every five characters you kill, you level up. So each in the one-shot missions, everyone's going to just level up really quickly. Which will be fun once people learn how to play. We can pick any mission we want and we just go. And we, I think it'll be a lot of fun to play that way. Yeah, we just have way too many campaign games. That's yeah, that's the problem that we don't dedicate. Like, okay, we're gonna play and finish this campaign. We're oh, Zombicide. Oh, Zombicide two. Oh, Gloomhaven. Oh, Jaws of the Lion. Oh, this. <laughs> the, 
The problem is the campaigns or some of these are just too long. Like, I mean, I, I appreciate that there's a lot of content, but realistically... It's not for us. It's there's not for us. Like, a legacy D, yeah, legacy game is perfect. We play the game ten times, we're, we're done. We're done. We don't have to sit there and dedicate 90 games, you know, over three years. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, a campaign that long I don't think is particularly for us. Well, don't get me wrong, it's fun, but... <laughs> Yeah, oh no, it's fun. It's just we have so many things to play. It's like, yeah, it's like finding time. We can we can very easily find a group, you know, or find time to say, "Hey, we're going to do this legacy game. It's 10 to 13 games total." That's that that's an easy commitment to make. But hey, they're just going to play this campaign game. It might take 15, 20 missions. And like, Ugh. and that's yeah. chapter 1. <laughs> I am playing a legacy game with uh, my fiance and her kid. We're playing uh, Zombie Evolution Kids. Zombie Kids Evolution is what. Oh, I've heard about that. It looks cute. And it's a super simple game. It starts off, and there's five rooms in a schoolhouse. One room in the center, and four rooms on each of the corners. And each room on the corner leads to a courtyard. So there's four courtyards. And the object of the game is to get two people in a courtyard to lock the gate. And once all four courtyards are locked, you win. However, there's only eight zombies. And if there's ever more than three zombies in one room, you can't enter that room. So on your turn, you're going to move and kill up to two zombies. Sorry. First thing you do is roll a die. Each of the rooms is colored. So there's five rooms. One of those rooms is going to get a zombie, unless you roll blank. And then you have to move, and then you can kill zombies in the room that you're in. Um, and then it's just super simple, but then realizing, oh, I need to go here to lock this gate. But if there's no zomb- if we don't kill a zombie this turn, there won't be zombies to come in. Uh, and after every five or six games, you unlo- un- open an envelope. So far, we have some, some of our heroes have some special powers, and one of our zombie has a special power. Uh, but it has been a lot of fun, and it's definitely geared towards kids, and Jace is really into it. He's like, can we play it again? And we play three or four times each uh, when we get it out. So I'm not sure if that's the game. Maybe I'm confusing it, and podcast people can correct me, but I think there's a second part to that game. There is a zombie they... teen evolution. Or yeah, teen, where they grow up. Evolution. And okay. it's supposed to be just a little bit more, which I haven't really looked into it yet. Okay, yeah. So I remember that game because I remember, and there's even a grown up, like the kids grow up, and you can play all three parts, and it's like the same characters as kids, as teens, as grown ups. Okay. Okay. That. Yeah. That I thought that was really neat. Now, one thing I did do because the zombies in this game are just tiles that you lay on the board. I went to Zombicide Side and pulled out some minis, and we have zombie did. minis for our game. Instead of just cardboard tiles you throw on the throw on the board. Of course you did. It's like I forgot what game I was playing with Eric, where the dragon everything had minis except the main boss was a dragon token. And he looked at me very disappointed. Oh, that's just a token. I was like, You want a dragon? I'll I be right there that night. We went and pulled like eight dragons out of yeah. games. <laughs> which which dragon do you want? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of somewhat legacy games, uh the last game I want to talk about right now is Oath. Have you guys heard about this game? I've heard of it. I don't know much about it. And I know yeah, it's the same. same people who made like um Root. Root and the uh Well, it's the dungeon one where the cave c- collapses on you. Well, those are actually two different people, same company. 
Ah. Root, the guy who did Root, made this guy made this game Oath. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I haven't played it because, well, I play with you guys and you haven't played it. But um, apparently, the game it's not a legacy or a campaign game, but every game you play supposedly changes the game for the next time you play it. It sounds like that uh, fabled fruit game. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Where, like, you play through half the game, and then the next time... It's the same game, just slightly different rules. Yeah, so that's that's how this is supposed to be, where every time you play the game, it tells you, take these cards out, put these cards in. Next time you play it, whoever picks this faction is going to be this character. You know what I mean? So the game you played last time affects the next game you play, but it's not necessarily a campaign game because you're not supposed to play it with the same people over and over. It just it was so interesting that I fell for the hype. I was at a gaming goat and I just saw it there and it kept I went to go try to buy that Kohaku game. Oh yeah, did they have it? No, they didn't have it. But Oath just kept looking at me and I was like, "All right, you could come home with me." Yeah, I'm trying to avoid. I I'm trying to avoid anything like that. Like yeah, I I drove by gaming goat the other day. I had to go into the office and I was like, don't buy a game. Don't buy a game. Don't buy a game. Don't buy a game. You're trying to pay off the wedding. Trying to pay off the honeymoon. Don't buy a game. And I'm like, well, I could just go in and look, right? No, no. You know what's not going to happen. Stop it. We were, we were actually uh, in the shopping center of Wonka. It was one of our local gaming stores today. And I was like, I'm just going to run down there while the boys are playing uh, Nerf guns. And Emily just looks at me like, no. No, you're not. You just said you have no room to put games. I'm like, I'm not going to buy a game. I'm just going to go and look. When you bought an expansion, that's no, not buying a game. I didn't buy. I didn't even go in. Emily didn't let you. I didn't want to. No. I chose yeah, not let's to. Go, let's 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 go with that. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> I'm my yeah. own man. I made my own choice. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're too big, strong man. You. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, well, now that speaking of, since you were saying you were out and about, that covid and something the world is somewhat getting back to normal and people may or may not be having game nights again and meetups are starting to pick back up again we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about especially since such a long hiatus some game night etiquette yeah some of y'all need manners manners matter people (laughs) what i feel like that was directed at me i think it's just all of us (laughs) no but Anyways, so when Sean comes over, we have some special rules. No. Um, yeah, you only play my games once because they're stupid. Mm. You said it. Yeah, you said you said it, not us. No, you agree. You, you shush. God, God, you jerk. All right, so I think uh, kind of when we're talking about this, we kind of broke it down into three different to- uh, topics, and it's kind of what we're going to do here is what do you do if you're hosting a game night? What are some things that you need to be aware of and your manners and your things that you should have? Uh, what should what should happen if you go to someone's house for a game night so someone else is hosting it? And then what ha- what are the different things that we need to make sure we're doing at a local meetup or like going to a board game store or just a public place? All right. So let's tackle the first one. You're hosting game night. All right. People are coming over to your house. First thing I want to say is clean up the gaming area. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go into someone's house and you see, you know, dog poop in the middle of the living room. Well, it, never. Speak for yourself, buddy. Jeez. <laughs> but, I mean, but 
have a clean table. Make sure the the mess is off the table. You shouldn't have stacks of papers and books on the table. Make sure there's enough chairs in uh, a well lit room. Well lit room. Have personally, I would say have some ready drinks for your guests. Maybe a light snack. Um, and if you don't have that, make sure you tell them ahead of time. Hey, I don't have drinks or snacks. Make sure you come with stuff. Bring a dessert. Bring a dessert. Yeah, there's I'll... often times that we've, uh, Emily and I invite everybody over. It's like, oh, we're going to do dinner and then a game. Or maybe it's just, hey, come on over. We got snacks or we're run low. Bring your own snacks. Right. But, but it's something that should be stated ahead of time because mm-hmm. you don't want, I don't want to show up somewhere and be like, hey, do you have water? No. Because honestly, you're going to be there for several hours. You need to either be prepared to eat before you come or have something to snack on while you're there. Yeah, I'm, I'll say the same thing. I say try try to be as good a host as possible. I know when I when I used to live by myself, I was much better at this because I didn't have a seven year old and three dogs and yeah. two cats and all this other nonsense going around my house, and I didn't live with an elderly man with dementia. So it's just that there was there was a lot. It was a lot easier for me to just buy like sodas and cans of things and chips and stuff that I didn't really eat. But you know what? I'll leave it in the pantry. Whenever people come over, oh yeah, I have this, I have that, I have this, and you know, I just get it for you guys because I'm I I don't drink it. A little bit more difficult to pull off now, but. Which is also why I don't have game nights at my house all that often, because I know the tables for the prep work that goes in. I was just like, oh, I was like, what did you spill? I was like, what did my kids spill? I was like, okay, hold on, I got to undo all this now. And then I look, I'm like, and, and I hear things in the background. I'm like, who's puking? Which animal is that? And I'm like, you know what? Let's just go to the game store. <laughs> I will say, last game night at your store, it was catered by Torchy's Tacos. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, that was all the leftover wedding food. I <laughs> we had a we had a lot of food left over after the wedding. And I, I was know. like, I was like, okay, I I was all for like having leftovers. So I'm like, yeah, we get to have Torchy's tacos for a couple of days. And I'm like, okay, honey, this is gonna go bad before we even make a dent. I was like, I'm just gonna call people up and have a game night, and I'm just gonna I'll go buy trays and I'll heat all this up, and we're just gonna basically set up a little another little Torchy's buffet for everybody. And she was like, okay, I was like, cool. And then I think I, even if we still didn't even get through it all, I started just like taking trays and just giving people like three pounds of food. I'm like, here, take this home. There you go. Yeah. Enjoy. I said, like, here, give this to Shikati. She'll love it. Shikati was like, what do you have? I don't know. Sean made me bring this home. <laughs> yeah. Like, there you go. And it was, or when at least I'm like, hey, bring, 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 bring Greg some tacos. There you go. Have fun. Enjoy. Take a bottle of wine too. Hey, screw it. Take two. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when it comes for games, I mean, I have have a preset, at least in your own mind, these are the games that I want to play today. And they might learn them. they might not get played, <laughs> but at least you you are, don't don't I hate playing the so what game do you want to play? I don't know. What game do you want to play? I don't know. What game do you want to play? Uh pick two or three that fit a Either wide, either wide uh, number of players or depth of scale. So an easy one, a medium one, a hard one. And then get the rules. Learn them again. Open them up. Look at the rule books. Watch a video before people come over. Remember how to play the game. Unless it's one that you just know backwards and forwards. But you should be able to be ready to teach the games that you're presenting. Or at least set the expectation that, hey, I haven't played this, but I read the rules. 
Rodney Smith does a great video on it. I think we're good, but it's going to be a learning game. And I, I think it's weird. Like, with our group, I, I think it's a little bit easier to pull that off because most everyone that we game with are, are fairly avid gamers, and they play a lot. So it's different than what I, – I treat this a little bit differently than when, say, I'm going over to, like, one of Leslie's friend's I, house, and she's like, oh, Sandra's having a game night. And I'm like, I know, okay. So that eliminates most of my games. I will have to do, let's, see, let's <laughs> grab code names, Spyfall, Skull, and I just try to grab something that's a little lighter, that's easy to explain, that's, you know, I'm not going to walk in there with, you know, Terra Mystica and be like, okay, you guys are going to love this, because they're going to look at me and go, because who loves Don't Terra even... Mystica? I'd like that game, shut up. Hey, you're you're being a gatekeeper. If they want to play Terra Mystica, you let them play Terra Mystica. <laughs> That's right. Same thing with Resident Evil Two. What? What? I'm sorry. What yeah, was that? but you want to take call? good games, not Resident Evil Two. <sighs> Fine, we'll play Bloodborne then. Yeah, but no, but learn l- learn the game. I try to even do that even with newer games. Like when I brought over, I brought Nemesis over to uh, to to your guys. And I remember, like, I said it, and I know Nemesis is a big, complicated. I'm like, okay, there's a lot of moving parts of this, so I actually set up like a mock game in my own house and i was like all right let me just run through a few turns and see how this goes and and even then it was still by the time i got it to your house i was like hold on we're gonna have to run through this again because there's a lot going on here and another one i think a lot of that doesn't really count because when it's us three and that's pretty much it we have read rule books to each other countless times and but that's i don't consider when us three meet up as a game night what we're talking yeah but even so like you know, it, most of the time when we have a game, like well, the other night, we were just at your house, like what, two two days ago, it was uh-huh. with me, you, Eric, who else was there? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, Michael. Michael and Bethany and Emily, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Michael's, you know, Michael games, you know, he, he's he, he's been, he's played with us quite, quite a bit. Same thing with Eric. It's like, I don't know, it's weird. It's like, depending, I guess, on who you have, they'd be a little bit more receptive to or easier to just slap something on the table and be like, Hey, I don't really know this that one well, but this one that well. But let's let's give it a go. And most everyone will be like, "Oh, sure." But like with somebody like, like I said, like even maybe with uh, you know Leslie or or some of her friends, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I, I'd want to make sure that I know the game and can explain it well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but prepare. Know the games you want to play for the most part. Know the rules. Kind of know the ins and outs on how to play and be able to teach it and pick it pick up the house make sure it's clean yeah and teaching game we can make a whole actually the uh, shut up and sit down actually had a really good video on uh on how to properly teach a game because i know that's something that me personally i'm terrible at <laughs> so <laughs> I, I i you know how how to teach a game is is definitely a skill all in itself but yeah but definitely know the game actually if you go back to podcast number 13 we talk about how to teach game yes we did that is correct. You are correct, sir. Yeah. All right. So now what about the expectations when you're going to someone else's house? What are your expectations of a game night? So I actually kind of put one on myself, to be honest with you. I, it's something I learned no when I was cursing. younger. That my, What? No cursing? No, if I'm going to your he guys' house. Yeah, I, yeah. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's how I weed out the weak ones. When they, If they could put up with me and deal with me after 10 minutes of... And they'd be like, what did you just say? And they're like, ah, <laughs> you're in. Strap in. You're in for a night, boy. Let me tell you. Uh, no, it's something I learned when I was younger. Even my, my parents never show up to somebody's house empty-handed. So usually, for the most part, 
when I go somewhere, I will try to bring some, even like a bag of pretzels or something. Just be like, here, I brought this. Like when Michael's, I brought what a bag of pretzels and like a bottle of mead. Oh yeah, the mead was good. The mead was the mead, mead is good. And that was it. Usually, I'll bring something over. It, you know, if it's like a, an official, hey, I'm having people over. When I was just randomly, you know, when I would just show up to your house and it was just the three of us, it, screw you, you have food. I'm not bringing anything unless you <laughs> want me to. I say, hey, I'm on my way. Do you want me to pick anything up? And people well, said no. Well. Or you didn't get the text in time. Ah, well, too bad, so sad. You get nothing. I've never gotten a bottle of mead. That's not my fault. Yeah, you also moved like 40 minutes away from my house. That is I am like 28 minutes away. I've driven to your house lots of times. Stop being a baby. Speed demon. (laughs) No, you can have a game. We we actually do need to get a game out of your house. Just because I could bring bring Mando over. We could have another puppy play date. Yeah. All right, so go to someone else's house. Uh, and that's kind of uh, one of the same things as we talked about. Bring a few games that you know how to play and you would like to play. And that's don't bring, don't make sure that it's okay for you to bring guests or pets. Bring, speaking of Mando, uh, ahead of time. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. You know, to check in. You know, make sure. Like, I mean, even if it's like, uh, if I'm with like uh, Leslie, I'd be like, hey, is it okay? Is it cool if I drag my wife along with me? You know. I mean, and a lot of times, even Michael, like when I bring her here, I think her and Emily just wind up going off and hanging out and chit chatting while we wind up playing something. So yeah, but they have fun, we have fun, so it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, so here's a, here's a fun question: Would you rather go to somebody else's game night, or would you rather host one yourself? Yes, both. Yeah, both? I I enjoy them both. I enjoy being the host, and I enjoy having people come over to the house. Uh, but I also enjoy going to other people's houses, and that way I can play games that they're presenting, and I don't have to. Because as the host, I feel I need to have those games ready to go, and I like to play other people's games as well. I mean, it, honestly, it depends. I have a thing about going to other people's houses. I feel like sometimes I'm intruding. Um, I know I've had, and this is another game night etiquette. Know when it's time for you to leave. Uh, try to leave when everyone else is leaving. Don't be uh, the last person standing. I've had I've had people come over and kind of like everybody leaves and that person just stays talking and talking and talking and my wife goes to bed and that person's still talking and you try, you know you try to give them a couple of uh, cues. Let's start Ooh, walking towards the, the door. I say I'm like God, right, I'm kicking you out. I gotta go to bed. <laughs> I don't I don't play that game. I'm like nope, you gotta go. I tell you guys that, but you know. No, I don't care who you are. I'm like, if if it's time to go, it's time to go. I'll, I'll be polite up to a point and be like, oh yeah, 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 and then I'll just flat out literally say it, like, okay, I'm kicking you out. I gotta go to bed. I gotta work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you don't want to be the last guy there. Like, kind of take take the hint when everybody else leaves. It's time to go, no matter how much fun you're having, uh, unless you have business with the with the person. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't really. I usually, I don't like having people over my house. I used to like having hosting a game night when I more like so when I like when I lived by myself and I had like just my apartment. You know, it was a decent sized apartment for just me, and I was like, oh, this is fine. I can, this is good. But now that like I have that's the kids and the wife, and my house is always a mess, and then like my cats now have decided they like to pee on things. So I'm like, my couch, like one of the couches in like the other room smells like cat pee, and I can't seem to fix it. I'm always worried about like my, my father-in-law has dementia that he's just going to like 
wander out of his room with no pants on. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! I was like, okay, we're going to the, we're going to go to the game store. I don't want to have people over the house. Well, that's fair. You should you should not uh, push yourself to someone who doesn't want to have a game night at their house. That's also a good rule. So let's talk about going to the game store, going to a local meetup. I know that we've had meetups uh, weekly at restaurants in the past. <laughs> Hopefully they start back up. I think a couple of them are starting up. But usually there's uh, the local game stores. So let's talk about that. How do you go into a game store? What are some things you should do? I will say first and foremost, don't be a game snob. You understand that there are going to be people at that meetup that are just getting into the hobby that are trying to meet people that are trying that might be new to this and are a little nervous or, or don't, you know, don't really have the same kind of foothold in the hobby that you do. Don't judge. Don't be a game snob. Some so Inevitably, you're going to go to a meetup and someone is going to pull out Catan or Munchkin or something along those lines. J- be nice. Maybe even play the game, you know, kind of get a feel for, you know, what they're saying. They're new to the hobby. They're trying to meet people. Be accepting of, of, of that. There's a one I've been going to on Sundays in Georgetown. It's at a coffee shop. And almost every time I'm there, someone comes over to our table while we're playing. He goes, what is this? And we tell them the name of the game. Like, is that like a tan? Almost every time. And that's the game they pick. And we're like, we're like, yes, it's similar to Catan. No matter what it is, because they don't know. And like, there's no hexes. <laughs> this is nothing like Catan. That's the one. That's the one that Max does, right? That's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I might, I might start going to that one again. Like now that, like, I mean, I'm, I'm half, I'm half vaccinated. I haven't gotten fully vaccinated. I'm half vaccinated, but now that things are sort of calmed down a little bit, and like the wedding and the honeymoon is done, mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay, cool. Now if I do get sick, I mean, eh, that'll stink, but whatever, yeah. I'll be fine. It's fun. It's a small one. He's, it's trying to grow, and some day, sometimes I've gone. And it's been six, seven people. Sometimes I've gone. It's been like two or three, but uh, it comes and goes. But it's a fun group of guys. Yeah, I remember. I, I, I went once. I went so far. I remember the table being small. Yeah, it's we have like put a couple tables together. I think I'll usually pull. A I don't like, I don't like the location, but um, other than that, I would. I, I I enjoyed myself the time I went. Um, one thing I would say is when you're at a local meetup, is say hi. If someone walks in and they're alone and maybe not don't have any bags or maybe just one game in their hand and they're just kind of staring around, walk over and say hi. Uh, kind of like show them the lay of the land. Here's some people. Here's some friends of mine. Here's kind of how we run things here. Like, if you have a game, ask if you can join it. Uh, if you have a game you want people to play, ask people, would you like to play my game? And just kind of give them the unwritten rules of what happens at the meetup. And say hi, introduce yourself. Because it might be their first time. And I remember my first time at meetups, I walked into one game store. And I sat there for 45 minutes, kind of like watching games. And no one said hi to me. No one introduced themselves. And I didn't feel welcome at all. And I never went back to that store again. And now it's closed. Womp, womp, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely definitely do that. I, I will say I have been in both of those situations where I've, you know, I, I've been like the new one. You know, especially because I've moved. I've changed cities now like a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I go someplace new, I was like, all right, well, you know. I think I just got in with a small gang group and it eventually expanded. But there, there were there were other times where I was kind of out of place and I was I could tell everyone had their own little groups. And I was just kind of like walking around. I was like I'd walk by the table and I would look at what games people are playing and 
Like, there's been times where people didn't even look up and, like, acknowledge that I was there. Not even a, like, oh, hey, how's it going? It just They just played their game, and I just stood, you know, I was like, oh. And I would say, I'm like, oh, what game is this? And they'd be like, oh, it's uh, whatever the name was. And just right back to it. I was like, cool, good talk. See you out there. All right. Yeah, it's real hard being the new guy. Yep, yep. And to that note, I will say, it, if you do find yourself playing with, with somebody new, and Michael, I know you, you, you experienced this firsthand, try to be aware of, of their level or, or what, or if they're sort of, you know, into what you're, you know, what you're trying to teach or, mm-hmm. cause I remember we, what, what were we playing? The hospital game. We were playing something and you were trying to teach it to these, to this new couple and you can just, you were able to tell right at the gates, okay, this is way above the level of something that they were really looking to do. So you started just kind of packing up certain pieces. Yeah. Oh, Dinosaur Island. That's it what was, it was. It was it Dinosaur, it. Island. Dinosaur Island. And I was like, all right, I got the new expansion. I would love to play with the fifth player. So we have five of us. Great. And I would like to get this because it's modular. So I wanted to pull a couple of the modules out. And as I'm explaining the base game, I just see this couple and their eyes glaze over. And as I'm teaching, I'm just putting modules back into the box. Oh, we don't need this for this game. Oh, this is not a module we're going to use. And I think we only played like two or three rounds because they just weren't enjoying it. Yeah, but that's the thing. But like pick pick up on that because that can also ruin somebody's experience of just, you know, getting thrown into these situations where they're just not having fun that more likely than they're not going to come back. And then that's, you know, that's, that's kind of a shame because they might've, you know, really sort of enjoyed the group and enjoyed, you know, coming out to those meetups. So don't, you know, just, just, just be aware. Yeah. I think you have to be a little bit more cognizant of your surroundings and the people that you're with when you're at a meetup, as opposed to like somebody's house. I know all you people I can, like you're at the point where if you told me, do you have any, what I'm like, you know where the fridge is, it's over there. Go get it. I'm I'm not going to say, you know where it is. Go. But to that same extent, also remember that at a public meetup, you're not always going to get to play the game you want. And don't be a sore sport about that. Don't sit down at a table and throw the game or king make just because you didn't want to play that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to make the best out of every situation. Try to learn the game. Try to be polite to the people around you. Who knows? You might find a hidden gem just because you didn't play the game you brought. You might learn a new game that you really enjoy. Yeah, because I, I would say, like, when we go to maybe the Wonkos on a Wednesday night, when it used to be on Wednesdays, that most people brought a bag of games. Each bag probably had five to seven games in it. So there's 50 or so games that people want to play. What, five, seven of them get played over the six or seven tables that are there? So... People bring games they want to play, but no one plays all the games they bring. And sometimes you play zero of the games you bring. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I've had people leave in the middle of a game because they're just like, I don't want to play this anymore. And they just walk off. Like, that is one of the rudest things, in my opinion. I've almost done that at conventions. Like, at a convention, I sat down and I sat and learned a a rule of, all right, what game do we have? It's like, it's this game. And so they like teach me the game. And I'm like, okay, guys. I am not going to enjoy this game. This game is not for me. I'm going to leave before we get started. But thank you for teaching it to me. And I think that's an appropriate thing to do, especially at conventions when you're trying to learn a lot of games and you're playing multiple, multiple games. Uh, But being able to bow out before it starts. But if you start the game, you should play it to its finish. 
as best as you can. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that that'll be one of the fastest one one of the most biggest ways to make sure that I guarantee that I don't invite you to play games again is if you're like, eh, I don't like this, I'm gonna go. Because like a lot of games are depend like that that throws the game off for now everybody else because now it yet yeah, because a lot of games now have different rules or different areas that you use of the board for different player counts. Mm-hmm. So now you have this ghost player in there. You're like, really? And that's that's just a you know, to, to, to use a phrase, it's just a dick move. Don't do that. Also, help clean up the game. Uh, if it's not your game, start stacking stuff. If you don't know how it's all going to go back into the box, put the deck of cards back together. Put each color of the meeples together. You put all the player colors together. Uh, collect the resources into little piles. Ask, which bag do these go in? What goes in this bag? And help clean up the game. I've, been, I've played a couple games and people just walk up and leave. And we're like, um... You're gonna you're gonna help finish cleaning it up or what? Yeah, just just common just just common courtesy stuff. Yeah, help help clean up the game a little bit. Um, I'll usually ask, you know, like sometimes I can tell or I'll ask like, hey, do you want me to put this stuff in? Like, if you're you have starting resources or do you want me to kind of just put all this in this in the bags and just start with it? How do you, you know, because some people have certain ways that they want it. Some people don't care. They're like, ah, just dump it all in the box. We're good. Yeah. So, but yeah, but definitely, yeah, yeah, help, uh, help, help pack it up. Or even mm-hmm. on the same token, you can offer to help during setup, especially if you see it's this big sprawling game. You could be like, hey, is there anything you want me to put out? Or, you know, with us, we just kind of hand each other stuff. Like, hey, shuffle those and shuffle those and you shuffle these and you. And we play enough games that, like, I just enjoy trying to guess. It's like, all right, this deck of cards looks like it's going to go here. These tokens, looking at the board, they probably go here. I'm like, did I get it right? Yeah. Oh, don't shuffle those cards. Darn it. Now I have to separate everything I shuffled. Yeah, if uh, it's yeah. cards don't need to be shuffled. <laughs> I did that masquerade. First. <laughs> I shuffled all of them together, and you're like, you're not supposed to shuffle those. Yeah, I'm they, like, there was oh, only crap. like seven that needed to come out. No, so yeah, I pulled them out. I was like, well, damn it. I was like, oh, well, that's fine. I'll separate them. And the last piece of advice I'm going to give is if you're in a restaurant or something like that, make sure you pay your bill. It's happened a couple times where oh, at the end of the night, yeah. at the end of the night, the waitress shows up and says, uh, someone still owes a hamburger and fries. And the person who ordered it finished their game, ran out, and it, 90% of the time, it wasn't done on purpose, but it's still just a horrible situation to put the host of the meetup. And it makes the meetup look bad. It makes the restaurant less likely to want the board gamers there. And we want to be there. Yeah, so always just yeah. double check you paid your bill. Yeah. I will say we we we've covered a couple of people's bills like that. Where like they, they just dipped and we're like, all right, fine, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll I know we'll who it is, I'll get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like it's it's fine. Which is which yeah, I get it. And I I, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, like you might have just done it by accident, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, how do you not realize that you forget to pay your damn bill? Like, I've never gone somewhere, yeah. gotten a whole bunch of stuff, and just walked out the door and be like, whoops, my bad. The game was that good that they yeah. forgot to pay their bill. <laughs> yeah, it's a hidden movement game. That's not for this mechanic for this game. That's not, <laughs> not for the one that you're playing. All right, so now that we talked about general rules, I'm going to ask you guys, what gets people reinvited back to your table? Or what, what is your pet peeves that's going to get someone kicked out of the Blue Meeple's table forever? 
Clog my toilet and don't say anything. <laughs> Clog your toilet and don't say anything? Yes. Very do that. I'm going to go with that, too. That's a good way to get out of there. That's, that's, don't, don't, don't do that. No, but I mean your table. Like, even if you're... Even if you're in Wonko's or any other friendly gaming store, Dragon's Lair, who's you know you see people and you're like, I'm not inviting that guy to my game. I think, what does that guy do? Number one, they need to be fun to play with. If they are uh, joshing us back and forth and we're able to just pick on each other as we're playing the game and everyone's having fun, that's great. But if they're just going to get butt hurt because I put my piece and I've had to attack them because that's what makes sense, I'm not attacking you. I'm attacking your army. Calm down, dude. And if they're just going to get take things personally and just not be fun, I, I really don't want to play with them. Yeah, people who don't take, who don't realize that it's just a game. Mm-hmm. Calm down. It's not, you're not proving your intelligence. It's just a game. You win or you lose. Just have fun. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Be, be a good sport. Like, hang out. Like, be like, it's, it's a social event for me. Like, hanging out and playing games for me is, is a social event. It's a way to meet up, hang out with some people, have 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 some laughs, have some fun, have a drink or two. Meet you know, grab women. a bite to eat. What? Meet some women. Wait, no. Meet some women. Wait, what? <laughs> no, you you met. Shh, don't let Shakari listen to this. I got. Don't, yeah, shush. yeah. So, like I said, it's 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 a social event for me. Like I, I want it to be fun. I want it to be engaging. I you know I I don't want someone who's like Alex said takes it too seriously. Like that's why I stopped playing a lot of. Um, like competitive, get not competitive. What's the one I'm looking for? Cooperative. No, 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 no. Like tournament style stuff. Like when you go to tournaments and play. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, I I stopped doing that. Like I played War Machine for a little while, Hordes, and you know I used to play Netrunner. You know, like the uh, you know the tournament play. And eventually, I was like, you know what? I can't. This isn't for me anymore. People just take this way too seriously. And like, you know what? You let me know the last time being number three in the Netrunner store tournament got you laid, then sure, great. But this is not, this is clearly more important to you than it is to me. Fine, you win. One of the things I, that, I, I don't care. One of the things I hate the most is taking forever on your turn. And it's not oh, that you haven't work. paid attention, it's you're just taking forever to do your turn. I remember I was at a friend of mine, Steve's house, and we were playing a game. Uh, Alien encounters. That's not... Well, to be fair, Steve also. He I is, think I know but it's... Steve was going fast. <laughs> if that, oh wow! If that tells <laughs> you about this guy. Okay, and I'm I gonna say, Steve. I don't usually just start guy. mapping out his turn, but it was until a... it's until it's his turn. Then he starts thinking about everything. Yeah, Alien uh, encounters. I think is what it was. It was a dice rolling worker placement game, and Alien the two. last two turns took 45 minutes. One dude took 20 minutes on his turn. It went boom, 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 boom. It was right back to him. And he took another 25 minutes. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I got to the bottom of Facebook. And I'm like, I don't know what else to do because I'm just waiting for you just to. And I was like, I don't want to ever play a game with you again. Also, yeah. I hate it when people play other people's turn. Let the person play his turns. Let them make their mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's their game. The one time I, uh, if we're all learning a game and we're like, well, would this move work? Would this move be legal? And saying things like that helped me learn the game, especially while I'm trying to figure out what the rules are in the process of the game. But once we know the game, I try not to do that at all. No, but I'm talking also like in cooperative games, like don't be a quarterback. Don't try Mm -hmm. to give people the... Now this one, 
this one really upsets me, and it's specifically aimed at one of you two. I'm not going to say who. That's but probably me. Let's, let's find out. Not start setting up the game and saying, oh, Alex is the best at this game. Everyone should attack him. We should definitely stop Alex from winning before the game even starts. Oh, I lied. That's aimed at both of us. Mike. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely he's, both he's of us. Talk, he's talking about Rising Sun, which definitely I hate that game Sun. anyway, so. <laughs> Let people figure out how good I am at the game, damn it. What, what was the other one? The Godfather. It's like, you know what? Like, with Alex, we're going for second place on The Godfather. The Godfather, yeah. That's a fun game. That's very, one of the most underrated fun games ever. It was a really, it's a really good game. Ryan Lang. Eric Lang. Um, and the third Ryan Lang? No, Eric Lang. Wow. I was like, Ryan Lockett. I was like, that's not right. Eric that's not Lang. Ryan Langhard Feld. Eric Lockett. No, that's not right. <laughs> Damn it. Lock. And the last rule is in my in my personal house is be nice to my pets. If you punch like Sir Xander, you'll never be invited again. That's all I have to do. But Xander sometimes needs it. No, no, that's my job. <laughs> You let me know, and no, I'll. No, no, Xander's a good cat. He can't hear you. He's in the other room. Okay. You don't have to live in fear of him anymore. <laughs> yeah, but that uh, don't don't no 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 punching animals. I, yeah. I I think I could agree with that one. Yeah. So yeah. Overall, know a game that you're going to teach and be nice to people. Yeah. Don't be obnoxious. Oh, it's Chowers. I'm, I'm going to say one thing, and then the both of you will immediately know who I'm talking about. But. Hansa Teutonica. Oh yeah, don't be <laughs> don't be persistent in the game that nobody wants to play. Yeah, and and like I said before, please shower, show up clean, not smelly. That goes double for conventions. Oh, conventions Take are the shower worst. in the middle of the day if you need to, guys. Games will still be there. Okay, go shower, come back. All right. Do you have any games that you're expecting in the mail or received and you're trying to learn how to play them and get them to the table? What do you got? Coming soon to home video. Oh, I have a ton. You guys you guys are in for a lot, big treat. First, to, we, yeah, just, I'm... we just did the math trade. So I got Crusader Kings and Sushi Roll. That, 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 those look fun. And Oath, which we already talked about. Yeah. Uh, the math trade, I picked up the networks. I picked up um, just an escape room game and another just little small box. Uh, the Hand of the King, the Game of Thrones game. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. That one is a good one. I remember that one. But, yeah, I didn't really go into the math trade on this one. Like, I, I started to, and then, like, I realized, like, the link that I clicked, like, it took me to, like, a, a nationwide one. I'm like, no, this isn't this isn't right. And then eventually I was like, screw it, I'll get back to it. And then that's when Adeep said there was some kind of issue with it. We have to start it over. I'm like, all right, I'm, I, I don't have the patience for this. You I'm know, not doing Let's this. talk a little bit about the math trade. Let's uh, kind of explain what it is. Some people have never heard of one. All right. So, well, math trade is, it's, let's say I have a game Michael wants. Michael has a game Sean wants. And Sean has a game I want. The math trade brings us all together and tells us, hey, Alex, if you give Michael that game, he'll give Sean his game, and you get Sean's game in return. And it's all done through computer algorithms and Yeah. And I mean, I think the trades go like through 20 or 30 different people to make a complete loop so people get what they want. So, like, you give away one game, but you're getting another one back. But that trade never actually happened because... I'm going giving it to one to two to three to four to five to six and ten's finally giving me the one I want. 
Right. So usually you go, there's a computer program, you put, you. there's a list of games that are for trade, you pick the ones you want, and then there's like a little matrix where you say, I would trade this game for these games. I would trade this games, and then you also put a value on the game. So you say like, ah, this game to me is worth 40 bucks. So the computer will either try to match your trades or say, this guy has a game worth 40 bucks, you have a game worth 40 bucks, and person C has a game worth 40 bucks, everybody trade. So it's a, it's a neat way to get new games and cycle through your old games that you're not mm-hmm. playing anymore. But I can't really explain the... Oh, the I have magic no idea how the algorithm it. works, but... Yeah, it's, 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 I'm pretty sure there's a unicorn involved, but... But if you ever go into a convention, uh, just do a search on BGG of Math Trade and the name of that convention. You could probably get involved in something there. We had just a local, uh, a guy in the local Facebook group put it on. He does it like two or three times a year. Well, it's a website called Abecorn, mm-hmm. dot com, And people post Math Trades there. All over the nation. And, so you can go there. And there's lots of that do shipping. So like you could do the math trade and you'll just be in charge of shipping your game to someone and someone will ship their game to you. Mm-hmm. Now, buyer beware. If that person doesn't ship it to you, I don't think the host is going to take any responsibility for it. Yeah. But. Yeah, I won't do shipping math trade. I'll do local math trade. I, li- I like the local math trade. Just the. I drive to a parking lot. Everybody throws games at each other and drive away. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that that is pretty much so how yeah. that goes. It's a good way to get new games. Math trades. There's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but I'm expecting Quest and Avalon Deluxe to come into the mail soon. Uh, Quest is a game. It feels a lot like Avalon or like Resistance, but it's really cool art and just a little bit of a spin on that. Um, the whole bring people yeah. to a mission thing, but there's still the hidden trader and there's still good guys and bad guys, but it's, it seems a lot more streamlined. And then it came with the deluxe Avalon version, which has like 50 characters and the art's really cool on it too. That's cool. That should be coming in a couple weeks or later this week, I guess. I got a couple of Kickstarters that are coming in. These are things that I backed like before the pandemic even hit and everything was so delayed, but Resident Evil 3, the board game, should be shipping relatively soon. And Ooh. then Dark Ages by uh, Board and Dice will be coming soon. Did you soon. say Dark and Ages? Dark Ages, yep. Huh. So this was, this is that one that had the two maps. Oh, so the there two was maps. two games. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was like Eastern yeah. Europe and Western Europe. And there's you know, a board for each. You can either A, you know, buy A, buy B. Or you could have just gotten both of them as a combo. And then the maps joined together to make one massive map. Uh, and there's different play styles. To be honest, I backed it so long ago, I don't even remember what the game is about at this point. I remember it was cool, obviously. I backed That it, happens but... to me all the time. It, when it finally comes in the mail, I go back and look at the Kickstarter page and then find the rules. It's like, how does this one play? I do. Yeah, I'm going to have to look it up again. Like I remember like reading it. I'm like, oh, this sounds pretty awesome. And then I saw like... I was like, oh, and there's two separate maps, and then you can combine them, and then it can play up to like eight players when you combine both maps or something like that. So it was... It, it was. It seemed pretty awesome, and I think Alex, you said you were going to back it, but then you saw that I did, so you're like, "Yay!" Now I don't have to spend money. Yeah, I was. I was like one hour away from backing it, and you backed it, so I saved myself a little money. I'm going to regret it though if it's really fun. Well, I mean, he has it. He needs people to play with it. So. Yeah, but if it's really fun, I want it. 
Ah, uh, that's a good point. Ah, uh, well. Well, the technically, technically, I have two copies. Oh. oh, that's true. That is true. And to be and to be fair, honestly, like if having two copies, the likelihood of us playing with eight people on a, any regular type of cadence, yeah, is slim to none. So if it's that good, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Well, I have several coming in. Uh, Ankh. I think is already in the States, being packed up, ready to go. There's a game, Suki Yumi Full Moon Down. I went all in on that. And after several delays and problems and reprints and complaints, I mean, you want to go see like a, a bunch of salty guys, go read the comment page on this one. Um, it's Worse than Sweet Mess? Oh, Sweet Mess is a whole drama onto its own, my friend. But no, it's it's by the same company that did uh, the one you just got, Michael, with the castles. Gray, oh, yeah, Gray Fox Games. Gray Fox Games. But you know how everybody complained about that game, that the minis were too small, that the mm-hmm. cards weren't 320 weight printed. and Well, people are complaining the exact same thing about this game. So... We'll see. I thought I thought after the Empire was just fine, oh, yeah. but people yeah, complain. I like Gray Fox games. Champions yeah. of Midgard is Gray Fox games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've never had a problem with Gray Fox games. I've heard a lot of people complain, but I've never really had problems with them. That's why I say, like, if you go to their if you go to their comment section, it's a bunch of really salty people complaining about anything they can complain about. Um, but I haven't actually. Don't be a game snob. I I haven't received my copy, so I can't really say anything about it. Um, I also have one called Night Parade of the Hundred Yukai coming in. Uh, that looks like a really fun tableau building with really. I got it honestly because of the really cute uh, meeples. There's like little frog meeples and little raccoon meeples and little squirrel meeples. So. What did you do? Like Google, like Japanese upcoming Japanese board games? No, Ankh is Egyptian, dude. Come no, on, not Ankh, but the other two. You're like, it's Sukuyumi, and then Paradise of the Hyundai Yoka. I'm pretty sure that's a racist. <laughs> so I'm also getting the Simon comics coming in soon. I'm pretty sure they hitched a ride with Ankh coming over because. Simon has like, oh no, we can't get a boat yet. Oh no, oh no. Oh, yeah, we found a boat. Yeah, you just threw him in with <laughs> with Ankh. But I'm getting the Rising Sun comics and they come with some uh, extra rules for the Rising Sun game. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Actually, we read some of the rules. I like the, in the old comics, remember? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it- it's the same rules that like, because you can go get the comics now, but they actually come with cards and the actual physical mechanics that you can you do with the game. Because yeah. I think there are comics that are out right now. It's like, write on a piece of paper. But now it says, pick one of these cards. So That's kind of cool. And then it comes with the Dice Towers uh, extra tower set of cards. Oh, yeah. Those, those were sold out fast. Yeah. All right. Well, that's... That's a whole bunch of gaming we have ahead of us, guys. We've we've been really slacking on our okay, game. To be fair, there was a global pandemic going on. You know what? Those just sound like excuses, all right? And now that we have our vaccines, go out there, be a good gamer, and win some games. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys lose. I'm going to win. No, game. no, I'm going to win. Not yeah, according to the, the last game we played. But what did I say? Michael's getting rid of the dinosaurs from Dinosaur Island because the last time we played, he got Tyrannosaurus wrecked. No, I got rid of it because I upgraded the pieces. That's an Ooh. excellent burn. <laughs> y'all, y'all are real God. bad. I know. I'm a dork. Oh. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Make sure to check us out on all the social medias. We have Facebooks. We have Gmails. We even have TikToks. Get, get at us on TikTok if you'd like. Uh, until next time, play more games. And as always, power to the needle. All right. See y'all next time, guys. We all mixed. Yo, yeah. deuces. That was fun. Yeah. We do. We do. Well, we're, we're gonna be getting so bad equipment.